0: As the time delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr.
2: Hello everyone, welcome along to Rodoviz Overtime and Rodoviz Radio, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. As always, I'm joined by Sean Siegel, my co-host here at Rotoviz Overtime. Sean, I mentioned on last week's show, we are now, this is episode 95, and I will be naming the episodes here as we close in to episode 100. We'll be announcing in just a little moment a special giveaway available to some of our listeners over the next couple of weeks as we do close in on that milestone. Uh, we are also at draft week it is the NFL draft from a kind of a, a remote location uh, perspective I guess we'll call it word in this podcast uh, I'm in Ireland Sean's in the US and we've heard all the reports over the last couple of days of the issues that uh, technology has been causing some of the the NFL uh, drafters coming up this week so it's going to be fun to see how those GMs do get everything together come Thursday night but hopefully no technical issues as we record this show Sean uh, do you think we're going to have a Uh, an error-free draft or are we going to see some some delays along the way here
3: i think there's plenty of potential for more teams to join that uh sort of infamous minnesota vikings uh, situation where they did not get a pick in in time or uh just like we have in our normal fantasy drafts you know you have the person who's constantly hitting the wrong buttons picking the wrong players uh it would be (laughs) a lot of fun i think if we have so, so not for the players involved i mean you never want a player announced and uh then to find out he was not actually drafted that that's not a cool situation but certainly if there are some hijinks that don't involve uh sort of <laughs> devastating emotional reversals for the players you know that would be kind of fun uh, this weekend certainly the nfl with some of the things that it's doing right now uh, i think some of the things very positive trying to keep things going for the players, the fans, all of that. Certainly a little bit of a push, maybe in a direction that uh, we're not quite ready for. So, uh, you know, having the NFL taken down a notch is always a little bit of fun, but I think this draft is going to go well. I think it's going to be great for fans and uh, certainly the players are, are excited for this. I think everybody in the in the sports industry needs a little bit of the pick-me-up that this draft should provide. So it uh, should be a great weekend
2: yeah i think it should be and um you know there's there's always you know the thought of what could go wrong i think the things that are probably going wrong when they're doing these test runs are probably their third or fourth scenario uh, I don't think you know that the simple process of picking up the phone making the pick is not going to change it's only when it gets into you know some of the maybe internal workings with talking to scouts talking to other people involved that it could get tricky but hopefully it goes pretty smoothly I'm sure there'll be uh, some interesting things that do happen though so looking forward to the draft um, for more than one reason uh, this year on today's show we are going to be talking about the draft we're going to be talking about some prospects how we think they might do and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one a piece we're going to discuss at the start of the from Sean and then we're going to look at a piece that Hassan has up uh, talking about just maybe some of the the best landing spots um, for these uh, wide receivers, uh, and looking at opportunity uh, scores, something that Kevin Cole uh, started up uh, quite a while ago. One of the OGs here at Rotoviz, but uh, looking forward to diving into that with Sean as well. I mentioned a moment ago we are getting close to that episode one hundred. We are going to be having a special giveaway to our listeners over the the next couple of weeks, especially obviously after we hit that episode one hundred. We're going to give away one month passes to a Rotoviz NFL Pass. We plug it on. On every single show. If you are already subscribed, if you have taken advantage of that 10% offer that we mention on each and every show, you will be able to get a one month subscription added on to your current subscription. And if you're not already subscribed, you will get one month to test out all the tools, all the content, uh, and just get everything that's up on the website. Fantastic value. But this is an opportunity for you to get a one month bonus added on to that. It will be a situation where you do leave a review on your favorite podcast player. And then, as well, if you give us a share or a like uh, on social media, media retweet the pod Uh, maybe even better maybe tell your friends why you like the pod and a quote tweet whatever way you want to do it that's what we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks so on today's show, I'll be tweeting it out like I do each and every show. And if you want to quote tweet that, if you want to share it with a retweet, whatever way you want to do it. And of course, drop us a written as well on the Road of Is Overtime uh, podcast handle. Uh, that will be fantastic. We'll enter you in if you do both of those. And then when it comes to episode 100, it might be episode 101 or 102 when we get to announcing all 10 winners, but we will be doing that for a special one month bonus onto your current subscription or a test track trial run with that one month bonus to get into all the content and tools in the perfect time of year to really get involved in all that and as always when we are starting the show don't forget if you want to sign up ahead of time you can get yourself a 10 percent discount through the nfl podcast homepage that's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast so either way you're you're going to get set up here with rotoviz through the rotoviz overtime podcast but sean we need to get diving into it we're going to look at some of the work you've done over the last couple of days up on the website The 2020 wide receiver prospect lab rankings and you talk about three stars we know there is stars in this class uh, maybe a little more top heavy in some positions than people were talking about maybe six months ago but we have two big sleepers we're going to talk about and then some red flags as well you've mixed in there so is there any of the areas that you you broke down in the article that you want to highlight for us for the listeners
3: Well, first, uh, we want to give credit again to Mike Beers for putting together this fantastic tool. And certainly also want to thank Dave Cabin and Blair Andrews for all of their help testing things, working on the model. Obviously, we've got lots of great wide receiver research on the website. I've written a couple of wide receiver articles and how to best beat draft position for the Dynasty Command Center rookie guides. And so we really like to look at these receivers, what things help them transition successfully to the nfl what areas might be red flags and so with the wide receiver prospect lab tool on the site you can go in and you can test out a bunch of raw stats a bunch of advanced stats we have things in there like age breakout age uh, whether or not the receiver played uh, at a power five school and so a lot of different things that you can test to find out what makes a college receiver into a great nfl receiver the other cool thing that we can do is put in draft position now after the draft obviously you know what that draft position is you can take that and see how that affects how they project before that so if you want to take a look this week you can explore with it and see okay if Justin Jefferson is taken 20th. What will that mean for his projection? If he falls to 40th, Denzel Mims, if he's a surprise, say, in the top 15, how will that change his outlook? So there's some really cool things you can do there with the tool. Today we're going to talk about how the prospects look when we don't factor in draft position. Now, we know draft position is absolutely huge, but we also want to just take a quick look at what history has told us where these receivers should be going in the draft based on their production knowing that not all of these things are going to happen because we also have cool things on the site like the rotoviz uh, scouting index which tells you how the scouts have them how they're likely to go in that draft and we have a couple of big names toward the top we have justin jefferson with an 82 uh, percentile projection cd lamb at 74 denzel mims 74 uh, but we also have a couple of sleepers now Uh, Colin, we've talked about these guys on the show a little bit in the past, but Tyler Johnson is a player for whom the stats uh, just, they love him. He's the number one ranked guy, an 87th percentile projection. He has that breakout age at 19.3. And there are a variety of different uh, sort of benchmarks or thresholds you can use with breakout age, but people who break out before age 20, tend to destroy draft position when they go into the nfl obviously he's broken out well before that also players with a career receiving yardage share above 29 Now, that's not the final season that's for the career people who go above that 29 percent share tend to transition extremely well to the nfl they tend to blow away their draft position and johnson isn't just above 29 he's sitting there at 38 percent the problem here is that the scouts don't like him at all. He doesn't come in even in the top 15 in the RSI. So looking at him, looking at these numbers, how does that change for you? What you're expecting? Is he one of these guys whom you would have owned or do own in some of the Debbie leagues that you participated in in the past? Is he one of these guys where maybe you're already trying to pick up some extra third round picks in rookie drafts this week? because you expect him to be a bargain in rookie drafts a week two weeks from now
2: he's somebody i think will fall into that category probably uh, in that third round as you mentioned there but the interesting thing about him is as you mentioned it's like a, a jekyll and hyde situation it's like one situation loves him and the other situation hits him and it's about where he falls in when it comes to the nfl draft board it could be a situation all it takes on is as you know is one team to actually be high on them and to like him to change that whole situation i think we're going to see a situation as well in this draft where you know we would have had in years gone by players over the the two to three weeks before the combine or before the the draft with pro days and so on what have really started to push up draft boards i think this year we're going to see players who possibly could have ended up getting into you know day two in terms of the nfl draft or even players who might end up going off the board in round two now who may have gone off the board in round one based on their athletic performances and based on those kind of pre-draft checks that teams have in with players and it just hasn't been the same obviously this year so you're going to see players who maybe like a a tyler johnson who haven't really have any chance to kind of show what they've done outside of what they've done obviously in college which makes makes a a big part of the the pie of what you're going to look at but teams tend to kind of fall in love with players when they get them behind closed doors and see what uh, else that is going on with the player he's somebody who i think is probably going to at at best start off his career as a, a backup in the nfl but he is somebody who i think could start to to push himself into the mix um, as he develops it's it's a tough one to call I, I really think we're going to see players who maybe the you know both the scouts in the draft community are thinking might go a little bit later and then all of a sudden they're going to go a lot earlier and I think there's going to be players who we think are going to go maybe in that third round who are going to drop all the way to the fifth or sixth round I think it's going to be a really hard draft to call so making that decision on somebody like Tyler Johnson is going to be a lot better um, and you know one week's time uh, when the draft is over versus where we sit today uh, on the tuesday off draft week but there is there is positives there you know in terms of what he what he did do last season he had 1300 yards and 13 touchdowns on 85 receptions he's been named twice uh, to force team all big 10 you know he, he has been pretty consistent um but it's just going to see if he has those kind of high-end physical attributes that can push him into uh, a productive nfl player Uh, is where the concern will be for me Uh, is he somebody that is on your radar do you think that you know if you have third round picks you're going to be snapping him up in each each situation that you have or do you think um he's somebody who you'll be taking maybe a flyer on depending on the, the the draft situation where he lands
3: i think you have to try and snap him up we've talked a lot about alan lazard and how he projected a lot better to the nfl than his draft position obviously falling all the way out of the draft certainly we hope with johnson and with the decorated career that he's had that he would certainly not fall that far and then he would be one of these guys i think a little bit more like a tyler boyd for example where you have this split between people who believe he could be an impact player at the nfl level and those who see really very much a role player now boy it took a couple of years had some injuries had some weird things going on and was drafted still early enough that his team at least expected him to make an impact which is a very big deal hopefully johnson lee drafted into a situation where at least his team like you mentioned does believe in him and then while probably not uh, you know, the next Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones or someone like that, if he could fall into that Tyler Boyd type of area, certainly that then becomes a very valuable fantasy player for you. When we break down the big names here, Colin, we end up with I think three basic tiers. The first one being uh that range with Justin Jefferson, Lamb, Mims, and then tier two, we have in the 65 percentile projection range. We have Hamler, we have Rager, we have Chenault and Ayuk. So those guys all in that area where they could go probably between 20 and 50 in the draft. Some reports linking Rager to the Saints yesterday, which I think <laughs> obviously people would find is a very exciting landing spot for him. And then the third tier sort of down toward the bottom we have Judy Ruggs and Higgins. Now The Alabama situation we've talked about it on the show previously with them having really the four star wide receivers to the point where uh, they could have a guy who was fourth string be the number one receiver picked in next year's draft Uh, certainly into that range where he could be the number two receiver picked so I think we want to look at them in a little bit different light but T Higgins down there with a 38th Percentile projection. That's a pretty big red flag for me. And I just wanted to mention something from the article in that DCC rookie guide that I mentioned about some of these guys who don't have quite the projection based on the wide receiver prospect lab and certainly don't have that high end market share, that career market share we're looking for. Some of those guys who are recent top 15 picks. Michael Crabtree, Corey Coleman, Devontae Parker, Tavon Austin, John Ross, Mike Williams, right? If you've got those guys on your fantasy team, it's not that they haven't scored any points. Michael Crabtree, a couple of good seasons in the middle of his career. Devontae Parker finally breaking out when uh, most people had given up on him. John Ross, a couple of flashes at the beginning of last season. And then Mike Williams, actually someone we'll be talking about in the second show on thursday as a potential uh, value pick for this season but when you look at that group as a whole and you consider just how early they were drafted they are certainly disappointments right now that doesn't mean these next guys are necessarily going to be disappointments every person uh, is going to go out there and is going to make their own way but when we look at higgins when we look where he's being projected he's someone where i'm certainly not going to say he's going to fail as an nfl player but he wouldn't be one of my targets based on how his profile fits and how his value fits with some of the rest of these guys. Would that be the same for you? And do you have some guys in that second tier that I talked about, those guys who are going in the 60th percentile range, whom you would prefer instead?
2: There's some players, obviously, in that, that range that are going to be very interesting. And I think, going back to the kind of point I made earlier, I think there's going to be a lot of... Uh, kind of polarization if that even is a real word if there's uh, kind of the people will be looking at certain players before the draft and after the draft and i think that's going to happen with scouts and with people uh, in the draft community but i think it's also going to happen with uh, fantasy players as well when it comes to these rookie drafts and there's going to be players that are going to be going much higher than maybe me or you would have them on their board and that's obviously going to be something that we want to see happen we want to see players take players higher than we would take them uh, in terms of players we maybe don't like as much but I think that's going to happen when it comes to the draft season I think T Higgins is somebody who'll be going higher in drafts than I'll be uh, willing to to use my picks on you mentioned a few guys there they're slightly high, a little bit higher but like you mentioned Mims uh, I think he's somebody who's you know depend I'm, I'm really looking forward to just seeing where he ends up if he can End up in an offense that we think are going to be trying to move mainly through the air. I think it's going to be an interesting prospect. You mentioned Chenault as well. Uh, He's somebody I've been kind of talking about throughout the entire process. Uh, Somebody who obviously had his injury um, and looks to be, all things considered. I'm always dubious about injury concerns when people are saying everything's, uh, you know, kind of 100%. But they're sort of players that maybe in that range that I I would be kind of looking at taking. But uh, Higgins is somebody who, just at the moment, as you mentioned with the red flag, I think he's somebody who people might uh, jump uh, and and, and try and invest in a little bit earlier than I'll be looking to in
3: those rookie drafts. Colin, before we go on to Hassan's article here, where we look at the opportunity for these players and what teams we should really be focused on uh, this weekend, just want to mention quickly that there is one other big time sleeper in this group doesn't have quite the numbers of Johnson broke out just after 20, but does hit that 29th percentile uh 29 percent share i mean for career receiving yardage averaged almost 100 yards per game this year averaged over one all-purpose touchdown per game in this last season both of those elements are also included in this model as is as i kind of alluded to earlier Uh, whether or not the receiver played for a power five conference we also have a couple of small school guys who sneak in here and have projections in that 62 uh, 63 range Uh, very excited about those guys so some people to look at and target in this article some sleepers so if you haven't had a chance to go to the site and check that out we do have some other cool names in there for you
2: with currently no nba nhl or mlb you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events games and props for you to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack they're bringing vegas to you missing the nfl no problem bet online has live daily madden nfl 20 simulations you can bet on and of course we have the nfl draft coming up this week make sure you get in there lots of different props i know hassan and blair did Show a couple of weeks ago talking about some of those uh, i think that is a cool way to get in on the, the draft make it a little bit more interesting you can also bet on survivor big brother american idol the stock market and even nathan's hot dog eating competition all open 24 hours a day and all online use the promo code blue wire while joining today to receive your welcome bonus once again that is bet online your online wagering solution sean you teased it before the break we're going to look at a piece of hassan it up talking about opportunity scores for the rookie wide receivers and where those best landing spots are um i mentioned at the start of the show kevin cole created the formula uh you know for the best landing spots particularly for the rookies i guess you could uh, apply it a little bit to the free agency uh, situations as well but hassan has kind of used it here to see where the best landing spots around the NFL are Sean any of the uh, spots that maybe we may not be expecting to be uh, the best landing spot possibly for the wide receivers that maybe has highlighted uh, Juju Hassan's work here
3: well I don't think it's a surprise at all but we do see the Ravens come in at number one uh, with their opportunity to score being over 200 The next closest one, your Green Bay Packers, at just under 100. So certainly a large gap from one to two. And then we have a handful of teams immediately after that in Washington, Minnesota. A couple maybe a little bit more interesting names there in terms of the Patriots and the Broncos right after that. Certainly I was a little bit surprised to see the Jets uh, trailing those teams. But one of the things here, the methodology, pretty cool, looking at best ball ADP for both quarterbacks and receivers to see where there might be a disconnect, to see where a quarterback is expected to put up some points, but his receivers aren't there yet. And so certainly with the Jets, you have a little bit of a chicken or the egg sort of thing with Sam Darnold. Uh, Is he the franchise quarterback? He's someone I've added in a number of super flex startups this year because he is inexpensive because he's a young guy but certainly needs some players to go with Perryman to go with Jamison Crowder to get to that next level we have the Titans in there might be a little bit of surprise to people with AJ Brown having such a big season but certainly Corey Davis continues to disappoint and then a little bit further the Colts the 49ers the Raiders the Raiders again I think an interesting situation where if they had anybody then I think people would also be a little bit more excited about Derek Carr which then would make it look like they have a little bit more room for the receivers there so do you like the Raiders do you like the Jets Four wide receivers early. Certainly, I think that people are expecting them to go. Will that bump up the ADPs and make it look even better? Uh, bump up the ADPs for the quarterbacks there and make this opportunity look better? Or would you still be focusing really on Green Bay, Washington, Minnesota?
2: I think the situation with somebody like Oakland and with the, the New York Jets, you have that opportunity there to be the number one wide receiver on the team. Whereas if you're going to the Packers, for example, you're not going to really unless you're phenomenal, you're not going to be beating out Devontae Adams for some of those looks when it gets to red zone opportunities. Um, so I, I also think that's a similar situation to the Broncos. Maybe they do come in and they are better than Cortland Sutton uh, coming in straight off the bat, but that's unlikely. So I think if you go to a situation where you have the Raiders, uh, or you have the Jets, obviously they've uh, moved on. From uh, Robbie Anderson this off season, so there is legitimate opportunities for guys to come in there and to, to really lead the way. Uh, the Eagles will be somewhere similar. Obviously, they had uh, JJ white Whiteside last year, but uh, he really hasn't had any impact. Alshon Jeffries continued to be pretty much uh, banged up a lot off the time Uh, i would love to see him stay healthy one of my favorite players when he is healthy but it just hasn't ever really worked out that way for him so they're kind of teams where they can come in and be the number one wide receiver i think the ravens are probably unlikely to go maybe in the second round maybe in the third round at wide receiver i find it hard to believe after going uh, as early as they did with marquise brown last year that they'll back that up again but maybe with having the young quarterback they want to give him those pieces so that that's an interesting one i guess to watch but i think you know Derek carr at the moment's probably a, the bottom of a lot of people's piles when it comes to uh quarterback he's probably on his last chance uh with the Raiders but I think a lot of that has to do with the situation he was in last year it was a you know not a lot around him in terms of the the, the skill positions they got the running back now uh now I think they need to stretch it out um you know they had the, the tight end last year as well to get those wide receivers to give him those opportunities but you mentioned the Jets I think the Jets is a very interesting spot there for somebody to come in obviously you have Crowder there you have Bell still there um, I think you know Sam Darnold I, I still expect him to to make that jump in the NFL uh, I think the Jets could be a really prime landing spot for one of these rookies and of course if, if any of those guys take them in that first round especially the guys that we're expecting at the top off those draft boards or maybe even if it's a case where some of the wide receivers in the, the second third fourth round land with those teams but they have those profiles that we've talked about Sean uh, I think that they they are prime landing spots probably out of the list that's that's there i think we could be most excited about who lands with the the jets based on the the upside play with uh you know if darnell takes that step forward do you think that's the most exciting situation one of these players could not, not for best overall team not for trying to win the super bowl for you know volume from a fantasy perspective do you think the jets is probably the best place to land on that list
3: well we're going to talk about jameson crowder a little bit and what a great value he is on the show on thursday and so it'll be a disappointment to the crowder fans out there (laughs) Uh, i certainly like Perryman a lot i think this could be his uh actual breakout season finally he's hinted at it a couple times with some huge finishes this might be the season he puts it all together But yeah, the Jets offer that opportunity to go in there and be the true wide receiver one right away. You contrasted that to the situation with the Packers and Devontae Adams. I still like the Packers a lot. I'm a little bit surprised that you're not hired there. I don't think they have anything at tight end that's going to siphon off a bunch of targets. And so Adams and a secondary receiver. We used to see this a lot with Aaron Rodgers where he would put a second guy into that Fantasy conversation, even a third guy who might uh, out of nowhere get eight, nine, ten touchdowns. I think the Packers situation, uh, from a reality perspective, certainly would <laughs> be very exciting, like you hinted at. Also, I think from a fantasy perspective, maybe not too bad. You mentioned the Jets. Uh, Hassan has. Pointed out here that Lamb is rumored to be the wide receiver one on their board. He's the wide receiver one on our board. Uh, Could be taken there at number eleven overall. I would be a little bit surprised if he makes it past that. A couple other players uh, listed for some certain uh, some specific possibility. We have Lavisca Chanel going to the Packers. We have the Vikings looking at Denzel Mims. We have the Broncos uh, looking at both of those guys maybe even a rugs a jefferson going into them if they really reach an ayuk maybe getting ayuk coming back around in the second round those particular landing spots for guys uh obviously hassan doing a great job of connecting the dots giving us the most updated intel on who the teams are going to be looking at to fill these roles do you have a, a certain team fit to where uh especially in the context of what we just talked about in the first segment where we have some of these guys with very good projections. Who's the one guy here that you might be trying to get in a Debbie league before the draft because his value is going to really blow up?
2: Well, you mentioned there you know, about the Packers. It's not that I'm down on uh, the Packers situation in terms of if a player lands there. It would be the situation that if you're looking for somebody to get the, the real number one upside, that, that would be more the situation there now. the the, Hassan has mentioned here that Rager or Chenault could land with the Packers to complement Adams I think both of those guys would see a a, an absolute bolt of of value in terms of where their ADP is going to go over the next week or so if that if that does happen um looking around that would probably be like I I mentioned earlier in the show but Chenault if that happened I'd be pretty pretty damn happy uh, come the end of the draft if, if he ends up with the Packers um some of the other guys that are probably fitting in there uh Branton Ayuk is somebody who uh, I've liked throughout the process uh Hassan has paired him with the Broncos I think you know a situation that the, the team that hasn't been highlighted by Hassan in this but is on that list where the opportunity scores are is Washington uh, I've talked a lot about Terry McLaurin i think they definitely need more options than just mclaurin i think having another wide receiver in there would actually help take some of the attention away from him somebody like an iuk landing with washington i think could be a a nice landing spot um you know to to open things up there but uh, they are high on the opportunity score uh, and i think getting one of those uh rookies that we would be looking at you know and those kind of top Ten wide receivers in this class getting one of those guys in in the first or second round could could really boost them and of course with the the young quarterback could really boost his potential step forward here in, in year two uh would any of those interest you and would the the situation in washington be a nice spot obviously there's a lot of turmoil in washington over the years but i think i think it's a good landing spot at this current moment
3: Yeah, they certainly were connected to Amari Cooper, leaving you to believe that they wanted another big guy there. I guess I have more concern about Washington than some of these other spots, including the Jets, where I think a Jets player, I think certainly a Raiders draftee could have a big first season. Washington still, to me, projects to have a pretty low-powered passing offense in 2020 Uh, one of the things that really held mclaurin back this past year was just that the size of the pie was not very large so even though his peripheral stats some of his peripherals some of his advanced stats were fantastic his overall scores especially in the second half of the season there were a little bit lower once they faced some Uh, more difficult defensive competition and uh, one of the things that's holding his draft slot down a little bit in terms of dynasty startups right now you can get him less expensively than a Cortland Sutton for example if they were to put a first round pick in there then I think that obviously be great for their quarterback whomever that ends up being it looks like it will be Haskins but for the wide receivers themselves, I think they'll cannibalize what uh, it just is not going to be a very prolific passing game. So I might be a little bit more worried about them there. Certainly, I agree with you on the Packers. If we could get Rager or Chenault uh, to either of those teams, those are guys who tend to go very early in our DCC mock drafts. I know the road of his staff is very, very high on them, have some exciting characteristics Both of those guys could be big risers if they slip into that first round or if they hit the right teams early in the second round. Uh, Maybe more red flags for them not liked quite as well by the scouts. Certainly we talked about uh, some positive connections with Rager in the past couple days. Also for Chenault, supposedly the core surgery went extremely well. He's been pointed out as a huge risk Leading up to the draft, but also I think huge upside. So those are some players that we own or have liked. And if they were to hit some of these best opportunity score situations, I think it would be very positive for them. Uh definitely get over there and check out what Hassan has for you. We'll be talking about that more too next week. And then on the website during the draft, we'll make sure we have you updated with the opportunity score information you need uh, to make sure you're getting the right guys there so again cool article by Hassan here and uh, as we've seen lots of great situations for wide receivers I think we had a little bit of a time there uh, in the 2015-2016 range where depth charts at wide receiver got a little bit congested we had the running backs come up Some great opportunities for them, scored a lot of points. Certainly, a lot of that also owes to just the extreme talents of guys like McCaffrey and Barkley. But now we're back to a situation where it's not quite as clear where the top running backs would go to have success. Uh, Certainly, Jonathan Taylor or uh, Swift Dobbins to Miami seems like a little bit of a done deal. Beyond that, it gets a little bit trickier despite the presence of some very top running backs we see a lot of different situations where there might not even be a running back selected in the first round and we're looking at this huge raft of wide receivers potentially going so should be a fun draft especially for wide receiver enthusiasts to follow this weekend and we've got you all set with all the advanced stats you need
2: and of course, as Sean mentioned, there' great great work there by Hassan. So make sure you check that out on the site. I mentioned at the start of the show too, the competition we're going to have going over the next few weeks as we get close to episode 100. So when you see that tweet this week on social media, or when you're on your favorite podcast app, make sure you hit uh, and leave that comment or hit that retweet button. Uh, leave us that written review really helps the podcast here as we grow uh, and move on into hopefully the second 100 episodes off the show and that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast hopefully you're ready for the nfl draft hopefully you enjoy the coverage the show for the second show of the week should be coming out just before the draft so do check your podcast feeds when it comes to thursday to, to get that before the draft and um, looking forward to recording that one as well so until we're back with another show my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at as always, joined by Sean Siegel on of rotaviz.com. And until the next one, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotaviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount
1: through the Rotaviz Radio homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history relive their decade of dominance in the new showtime sports documentary the kings a four-part series premiering sunday june 6th only on showtime
3: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too